Hello and welcome to UE Bristol's Let's Talk Now podcast. In this brand new series, we're tackling the stigma around mental health by encouraging everyday conversations and sharing positive stories from our students, staff and partners about mental health and wellbeing. In this episode, Joe, a lecturer in mental health nursing, talks to Tidra, a psychology student who's currently on placement at Bristol Mental Health Charity Off the Record. They talk about bereavement and the importance of finding your own individual space to cope with those feelings of loss. As a lecturer, and I'm thinking about the work that I do with students who are specifically coming into mental health nursing, for example, mm. and often people are drawn to mental health nursing because they've been they've had a lived experience of um, their own mental health um, issues and challenges as young people, and um, they, they they seek some uh, they'd like to give something back and yeah. often some resolution and reparation, if you like. Uh, the sort of, I guess it'd be really interesting to think about uh, the sort of issues that students experience and some of the um, the conversations I have with students around what they find quite difficult coming to university and how they um, making that transition from a often a school or college student, particularly mm. when we're thinking about a younger demographic coming to university, but also certainly students who would be considered uh, mature, so over the age of 25, and some of the challenges they experience that impacts on their, their mental health and well-being. Yeah. Are you seeing are you seeing quite an age range presenting it off the record, or what, what do you tend to see, Tidra? Um, so, yeah, actually, a mix, because they work from, like, 11 to 25, you often have kind of people in that younger range. Um, yeah, sure. And then people dropping in who are a bit older. I think less so when it comes to, like, 18+, plus, although they still definitely, like... Um, come and access I think my kind of experience in terms of mental health and access and services so I lost um a friend two years ago so he took his own life um and I knew that I didn't want to access counselling and I think I guess it's kind of like a large part of it is when something happens um counselling tends to be the solution um so it's really difficult knowing that that's not what I wanted but not knowing what else you would access in that case like I didn't want to talk to someone professionally but it would have been nice to have some support so I think my experience is kind of that middle line between um what what do I do next like where do I go to find that and I think that's where somewhere like off the record can be quite important to just they have so many it's not just counseling so finding a space where like I can just be in that space and do things that I enjoy mm. um but yeah that's my kind of personal well thank you that's really personal yeah um a really challenging time in your life and i can see it's still still part of your life now yeah and um and i think that's the key isn't it is that often as professionals if you like we and you're doing a degree that will take you into a professional a professional role you're doing psychology and sociology and you i think you've got a natural um uh you know natural characteristics that will take you to a pathway that you want to help yeah. you, the, the helping professions but I guess sometimes as a, as a mental health nurse as a mental health nurse lecturer here employed at the university you know I think oh yes counselling or or uh, therapy or you know what what can I do to help and support and um, actually the reality is is that sometimes people just need space mm. and just need to be around people and um, have the opportunities to uh, chat, reflect, and uh, cry if that's how it yeah, feels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And listen to some loud music or some quiet music or cook something or do a jigsaw. Yeah, you know, and just be able to 
because um, sometimes in a counselling situation, uh, it can feel like it's quite intense and you feel like you need to seek resolution. Yeah. And you you should be achieving, you should be feeling like this and you should be achieving certain goals and um, targets, if you like. Whereas I think um, in a space that creates opportunities is less pressured mm. and more natural. Yeah. It's like a naturalistic environment where people can be and uh, be with other people and Thank have some you. space to, to think and reflect. Yeah, and, and that's, it's not to say that counselling isn't helpful or absolutely. that people wouldn't find yeah. it helpful, but there are definitely occasions where you feel like you just either you're not ready to or you just don't want to talk about it or you want to talk about it with someone who you have a relationship with, yeah. but there's still kind of needs that you have within that that kind of need yeah. to be met and that just having somewhere that you know is supportive that you can go to yeah. and there's no like pressure to have to talk about it yet. Kind of and it's about timeframes, isn't it? And it's very individualistic mm. because some people feel they wish to talk about things quite um, newly after an experience. Yeah. And maybe for a longer duration. Other people just need some space and some time and sometimes don't want to talk about it at all. It doesn't mean to say, I think as professionals, we often think that people are bottling things up <laughs> and uh, are not de dealing with things if they're not talking about it. I think people, it's really important to recognise that individualistic responses um, are just those, you know, yeah. that people respond in different ways and um, and manage uh, experiences in different ways. So it's really important not to um, categorise or yeah, pigeonhole definitely. people in that sense, isn't it? So that's really useful to think about. And certainly, um, I'm sorry to hear you, you lost a friend. Mm. Um, one of my personal tutees died this year. Oh, yeah. Um, and... Um, it was an unexpected death, and that's been really hard. That's been incredibly hard. I can imagine, yeah. And uh, this particular individual was a really sparkly character and brought a great deal of light to the room. Mm. And um, I think what has been really difficult for uh, myself as a personal tutor, but also as a uh, as a member of a team that's been impacted by it, is the, uh, the huge loss yeah. that we've felt. And... Um, felt incredibly well supported around that but it, the feelings that I can feel myself feeling quite emotional about mm. it now um, the feelings that it evokes for for people is um, on an on an individual and on a group basis are, are quite challenging um, and there's times I'll um, I'll be out you know walking my dogs or something you know after work and I can just be thinking and it'll just pop into my brain and yeah. then I'll think about um, like this young man and yeah it just and it takes me by surprise, or I hear a particular record on the the radio when I'm driving to work, and I've got Radio Two on because I'm old, <laughs> and um, you know, I've got Radio One um, or something really trendy, and uh, you know, but a record, and it'll just pop into my brain, and I'll think, or there'll be a particular moment. I'll be working with my tutor group, and he was part of that tutor group, yeah. and uh, we we do talk about him, we 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 laugh and we share our thoughts and ideas, but we're all feeling still quite fragile about that, and it's had a mm. huge impact on us. And as a as a as a nurse, as a lecturer, as a as a mum, if you like, um, and a sister, and numerous roles that we play, it's always it's very difficult when you lose somebody in your life. And somebody said to me a few years ago when I'd experienced a, a bereavement of an older family member, mm. which you rationalised in different ways. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm sure you you have a good understanding of that. Is that uh, somebody said to me at the time? You know, it'll catch you off guard, and you never know how deep a puddle is until you stand in it. Yeah, that's, and that's a really nice. Absolutely thing. right. Yeah. You know, because some puddles you can just slosh through, and others it feels like. Do you ever watch the Vicar of Dibley? 
I've watched it a couple of times. <laughs> this is a bit random, but um, she's she's she plays the role, doesn't she? And she's um, the Don French, and she does this particular clip, and she's walking along, and you think she's just it's a really shallow puddle that she's going to step into, and all of a sudden she disappears, <laughs> and it's up to here, you know, her neck, and she's struggling to get out because she's trying to impress this handsome man that she's you know quite fancies, oh, yeah. and she's the vicar, and I thought that is a perfect example of of responding to loss and about bereavement and about the feelings it evokes um, and the emotions that it evokes and, you know, the deep puddles. It just, you know, it it saturates you, doesn't it, and overwhelms you and And catches you off guard. Yeah, because like you were saying, it's it's unexpected and it's kind of... There was no way for you to prepare for it or kind of deal with it. I guess when you have older family members who have been ill for a while, it's still hard and it still kind of hits you, but it there was a process of kind of them not being well and them passing, as opposed to this kind of sudden someone just doesn't exist anymore. It can be yeah. really hard to, to comprehend. Mm. And there's still those, they were still a part of your life. So in any kind of lost situation, there's still things that you're going to encounter in your like daily life that mm. will bring you back to that, which mm. is quite, yeah, it's quite a tricky one kind of years on, but it's still something that's happening. And I guess it's not necessarily about getting rid of that, but just kind of working with that and it being alongside you it takes its place alongside you in your everyday life doesn't it really I think you know without sounding too philosophical (laughs) about it getting heavy on a Friday morning but you know I think it it becomes part of your experiences and your responses change over time yeah and I think about um the young people in the group who because I'm I'm you know the the tutor but also but particularly the young people in the group who they were all friends, yeah, and the impact it's had on them, and uh, I think that's, I think that's probably what I struggle with most because um, a lot of them are young people like my young young members of my family, mm. and I think about how it's impacted on them as young people, but also on a very maybe selfish personal level, I think, gosh, that that that, that young the young person who died is the same age as my youngest child and it it brings really complex issues to the surface and about you know how you feel about people around you and how you respond and it's really hard because I think that the one of the most difficult things dealing with it is trying to get rid of that sense of responsibility of like could I have done more what if I'd done this and it's as much as you would tell somebody else that they weren't responsible for it trying to take that and tell yourself that that you have no responsibility and you couldn't have done anything differently is quite difficult to it's like an easier said than done kind of situation you've been listening to the let's talk now podcast part of you bristol's mental wealth lab initiative you can let us know what you thought of this episode by getting in touch with us via twitter at ue bristol use the hashtag let's talk now if you're interested in being part of future podcasts we'd also love to hear from you until next time take care and thanks for listening